Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. And we're going to pick up where we left off last week, and then we'll minister to people. I, think, I believe I have a couple of words of knowledge, so, which is always good. Psalm 1, you're going to Mark chapter 1, Psalm 145 verse 8 says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He is slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. The scripture says in Mark chapter 1 verse number 14, it says, Now after this, or after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled And the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Now, when people hear repent, sometimes they have different understandings of what that means. But basically, it means to turn and go the other direction. Repentance is as simple as no longer doing or believing one thing, turning and going and believing and doing another thing. So Jesus is saying, listen, your understanding of the kingdom of heaven needs to change. That's what he's saying to these people. He's saying you need to repent. You need to have a shift in understanding and a shift in the way you think about who God is and what he is. And Jesus is saying, I'm about to show you like you've never seen before what the Father is like. Okay? Now, specifically, we know that Jesus was sent to the Jewish nation. Amen. To Israel, correct? Correct. To the Jewish people, specifically. Now, he was sent to all the world, but his mandate while he was here was to them. How many times did Jesus say, I've been sent to the house of Israel? Now, now I love it because he actually leaped covenant boundaries at times in healing those that were outside. He, He told one lady, he said, look, uh, she said, my, my daughter is demon-possessed. He said, look, I can't, you're, you're, I'm not supposed to go there yet. But she persisted in faith, and faith has this effect on God. <laughs> I love this. He's so good, we don't even know. I mean, we just, we, sometimes we run around and parrot it. Yep, God's good. God's good. But he's, he's better than you know, than I know. Amen? And so he just crossed boundaries and went ahead and, sit and cast the demon out of her daughter. And he didn't even do it while in the location. In the spirit, which is where Jesus operated from in his legalities to affect the natural... In the spiritual realities, he just went, I'm going to say the word. He understands that in the spirit, there's no distance. And so he actually, by his words, got into this uh, woman's daughter's situation. And the demon went, heard the words, I guess, in the spirit. Because he wasn't there to hear him in the natural. And the demon went, I got to go. You know, I'm sure angels were involved, and they showed up with a document stating. And the demon went, yep, it's been stamped by heaven. 
Pack up, boys. We got to go. It's the same today. And we function in that power and in that authority. Amen? So we see here, he says, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. We talked about this last week. While we normally think of the word kingdom as a place, in Mark's vocabulary, it implies the authority to rule in that place. The scholar's version translates this word as imperial rule. Jesus' proclamation that the kingdom of God is at hand is therefore a muscular word. It implies movement, a kind of stirring, a battle challenge to all who oppose God's authority. I love this. Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every, every creature. What is the gospel? The gospel is the message of the kingdom of heaven. It is a message that challenges everything that opposes God. Everything that opposes God has been, uh, has had a line drawn in the sand in front of it. And it was established and brought forth by Jesus Christ. Now it was pre-prophesied all the way up to John the Baptist. But it began to break open through Jesus. At a level that if the devils would have realized what he was doing, they would have never crucified Jesus. Paul got this revelation. I bet he rolled on the floor laughing when he wrote this down. Because he wrote it down in the Corinthians. And he said, if they would have realized what they were doing. <laughs> That's not in the scriptures, but I guarantee you, it's there. But how many have ever gotten revelation from God and you got more depressed? <laughs> I totally set you up. I'm sorry. That was mean. That was mean. <laughs> how many, when you got revelation and faith came, what else came with it? Joy. Oh, I don't have to be addicted anymore. Oh, I don't have to be depressed anymore. Oh, I don't have to be sick anymore. Oh, I don't have to be burdened down anymore. Oh, I don't have to worry about my future anymore. There's a lightness to the gospel. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. The only adequate response to the proclamation of the kingdom is repentance and faith. These parallel notions denote not sorrow, but the wholesale turning of the self toward God. That's repentance. You turn around. The wholesale turning of the self toward God. To accept the reign of God is to remove oneself from its centralized position of authority and thus to move at last not only into right relationship with God, but into relationship with self as well. So in other words, your identity now becomes the same as Christ. 
See, sometimes I need to go back and teach this again because more revelation about it has come to me concerning our salvation. But I need to go back and teach this again. But people realize, they, they think in terms of, well, I was born again. I received Jesus. Yes, I believe Jesus is my Savior. So I bypass hell and go straight to heaven. And that's what I received. But the reality is, is you didn't just receive a ticket into heaven. You received heaven into your self your authority the whole authority in your realm all of a sudden shift shifted from a demonic place of authority into a heavenly place of authority you were what translated taken up out of the kingdom of darkness over into placed in the kingdom of light to the revelation, to the point where Paul said this by the Spirit of God. He said, we are seated together with him in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. When you realize that, your countenance will change. Your trials, your, the, the things that we suffer in the sense of that we come up against in this life no longer carry the weight that they did before. Because now you're, you're living in a weightiness of glory that is greater than the weightiness of the enemy. You switched yokes. You know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It's a different level. It's not fair playing grounds. Uh, it's not playing by fair rules. You're no longer fighting the fight of faith against an enemy who, has, who can sit and, 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 uh, and, and have an advantage over you once you know truth. It's unfair for the devil that you're saved. <laughs> And people sometimes, well, you know, they, they rehearse. It's easy to do because we're, we get naturally minded. They rehearse, they rehearse uh, things that happened that we know what, it wasn't God's will for it to come to pass. But even in the grand s scope of, of everything that we see concerning these things, what do we know? We know that even in the midst of it, those that have gone on to be with the Lord, maybe before they were supposed to, will be resurrected. And the devil will have lost anyway. And in eternity, compared to temporal, who cares? No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. Some of you got it. Some of you think I'm insensitive. But that's because you're thinking naturally, you're not thinking spiritually, you're thinking temporal, you're not thinking eternal. In the scheme, the grand scheme, Paul put it this way. He said, I don't think what we're going through here is worth comparing to the glory. Come on. No, I, I, I know, I get it. Yeah, I understand that we're, we have emotion, that that's part of who we are. But you realize this, that your emotions need governing by your resurrection inside you. 
That we are not just souls, but we are spirits. We possess a soul and we live in a physical body. We're a three-part being. And if you don't know truth, then it's tough to anchor in the waves of soul emotion and all it's tough to anchor if you don't know truth but when you know imperial rule when you understand that the kingdom of God what Jesus did was he put his fist down into the earth and said it's mine and to prove to you devil that it's mine I'm gonna leave my blood here Do you see that? Do you see it? Where else is the blood? On the mercy seat. But where else is it? You say, it's here? Scripture says it cries out from the earth. Better things than that of Abel. So not revenge. Mercy. So before the throne... There's blood speaking over us to the Father. They're in right relationship with you, God. They're in right relationship with you, God. Listen to me. This is going to flip spiritual, religious, I should say religious spirit heads right here. That blood is saying when we pray, it's just like Jesus speaking. Some people are like, who stone him? (laughs) I didn't set up the covenant. Jesus did. I just went ahead and saw a full hand of grace reaching down and went, sure, I'll get in by faith. I will is what Jesus is saying. So that blood before the throne is declaring that. And then there's blood on the earth that's declaring that we have the right to use our authority against the kingdom of darkness because we're here and we're in the covenant. Your natural body gives you you the right to function here. The devil will go, oh no, you're not Jesus. You're missing it. You're missing it, devil. Let's educate him. He doesn't want to see it, so we're not going to educate him. But I need you to see it. He's saying this. Jesus said this. He, He said, I put on flesh so I could get back what flesh lost or gave away in Genesis 3. And when he did that, he came in just like the first Adam represented all humanity. The last Adam represented all humanity. So Adam let Satan in, and he didn't lose it, he let him in. It was a choice. He was not deceived, the scripture says. Now, Eve might have been, but he wasn't. 
and Jesus came in through the door of Adam and through that door and his pure life and fulfilling the law opened the door of heaven again to where Adam was able to fellowship with God without hindrance before sinning now we can because Jesus opened the door back up because he didn't sin. So what did Je- what's Jesus demonstrating here in Mark uh, chapter 1 verse 40? Now a leper came to him imploring him kneeling down to him and saying to him if you are willing you can make me clean. Verse 41 then Jesus moved with compassion stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him I am willing what be cleansed. Verse 42 As soon as Jesus had spoken he had spoken immediately the leprosy what left him, and he was cleansed. Let me read this to you in some other translations uh, like we did uh, last week. It says this in verse 41. Jesus said in, uh, this is actually the, uh, the Lexham English Bible, and it's the fourth edition. Apparently, they have four editions. But it says this. Instead of moved with compassion, it says, and becoming angry. Do you know that sometimes translators take that word compassion and they talk about a passionate rage? Now, what is Jesus passionate? What is he angry about? What is he raged about? That leprosy. He hates it. God sees sickness as the spawn of Satan. Satan is God's enemy. It's his arch enemy. On what day did Jesus create leprosy? In Genesis. Where do you find that? God has no leprosy to hand out because it didn't come from him. Remember, we talked about this before, but Satan, one of the descriptive words, the adjectives that's given to him in the Hebrew is violence. And violence is defined as a disruption in the divinely established order of things. What is leprosy? It's a disruption in skin. What is dis-ease? It's the opposite of ease. What is Jesus doing? He's saying, yeah, I hate that leprosy. Let's get rid of it. Come on, he said, I am willing. I am willing. I am willing. I am willing. We know he has the power, but I'm telling you today, he's willing. He's willing, amen? So it goes on to say this. He said, moved with compassion. Another translation says, Jesus reached out and touched him. He said, I am willing, skipping down because I'm running out of time. Matthew chapter 1 verse uh, 41 says this in the Good News translation. Jesus was filled with pity or compassion towards him, reached out and touched him, and he said, I want to. So what is your situation? Because Jesus is saying, I want to. What is your problem? Because he's saying, I want to. 
In the Bible, in basic English, it says, it is my pleasure, be made clean. I love that. I love it. It's like, you know, you go to God, you have this need, and he says, my pleasure, be healed. Jesus moved with compassion, and this is Sean's international version, stretched out his hand and touched us and said, I am willing, be cleansed of cancer, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, diabetes, depression, unforgiveness, back pain, bitterness, emotional damage, PTSD, paralysis, weakness, arthritis, fear, hopelessness, heart problems, high blood pressure, anger, homosexuality, gender confusion, or suicidal thoughts. Go ahead and be cleansed. The scripture says then, in verse 42, in the message it says, then and there the leprosy was gone, his skin smooth and healthy. The Bible in basic English says this, and straight away the disease went from him. Jesus spoke to a disease. Remember, we we, we confirmed this last week. Jesus only did and said what his father did and said. So his father must have looked at it, and Jesus, knowing his father and in communication with him, went, oh, let's get rid of that. He said, the kingdom is here. Leprosy, Go. Now, we would say leprosy go in the name of Jesus. So again, in my translation, immediately, the cancer, the drug addiction, the alcohol addiction, the diabetes, the depression, the unforgiveness, the back pain, the bitterness, the emotional damage, the PTSD, the weakness, the paralysis, the arthritis, the fear, the hopelessness, the heart problems, the high blood pressure. The anger, the homosexuality, the gender confusion or suicidal thoughts left you immediately. Immediately. Left you when? Well, let's just put it to the test. I'm just in faith. How about you? Uh, It's not my job to be the power. I'm in faith in his power and his willingness. He looks at you, and he doesn't go, "Mm, I don't know. He looks at you, and he goes, in passionate rage against the enemy that's oppressing or hurting you. He says, I will. It is my pleasure. Be cleansed. Be healed. Be freed. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.